Welcome to Driven, a series of conversations with those driven in life, in business, and everything in between. Okay, welcome back to Driven. Uh, Very excited for today, the first in a series of top agents across Adelaide. I've got a very special guest, uh, actually one of my key competitors and a man that whoops my ass on a daily basis, uh, sells over 100, 150 properties a year, Uh, the principal and sales agent down at Bell Property Glenelg Henley Beach. Welcome aboard, Reese DeGantz. Thank you, mate. Nice to be here. Thanks for coming on board, mate. I think it's 50-50 too, mate. Is it 50-50 so far? There's no whooping, mate. I think you got the wood on me. (laughs) But uh, before we kind of get into it, because you are dominating at the moment, uh, which is so great to see, but I'd like to kind of go back to the beginning, Uh, you know, a bit about... Uh, your childhood, your background. I mean, I imagine grew up in Adelaide. Yeah, I did, mate. Uh, Flinders Park actually was where oh, Flinders Park. Yeah, yeah, where I grew up. So, um, yeah, as long as I can remember, that's where I was. Uh, went to Kimmer Park Primary onto Henley High. Um, so didn't move too far. Went to university after after high school. So I was always yeah, you know, the standard footy and all that sort of stuff was was what I did through school. And um, yeah, cool. Yeah, real estate was certainly never. You know, a lifetime goal, as yeah. it probably isn't for, for anyone, I don't think. No, yeah, everyone <laughs> just kind of falls into it, don't they? They do, mate. Um, but yeah, obviously finished year 12, uh, went on to uni, did a Bachelor of Commerce marketing Interesting. management. Um, with no real, you know, no real direction as to exactly what I wanted to do with it. Um, yeah. Pretty much chose that because it was a um, an open field. There's a few avenues you could go down. But uh, yeah, quickly learned that I didn't love uni and um, yes, yeah, <laughs> struggled through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, finished that. And yeah, then obviously eventually fell into real estate. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm. So pretty academic or you kind of obviously went straight from high school straight to uni. So you're yeah. pretty... Yeah, school was, yeah, school was fine for me. It was... It, was pretty cruisy, I thought. Yeah. Um, and I, I always, I probably from year ten knew that I was going to go to university because I didn't have a, a clear direction as to what I was doing. I started working in a gym, you know, in year twelve, just because health and fitness was always a, you know, an interest of mine. Yeah. Right. From playing footy and and all that type of thing. So, um, and that's where I actually met. You know, now business partner, Dave. There you go. Yeah. Well, you look like a bit of an Adonis, mate, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> Far from that, mate. <laughs> um, do you have any jobs growing up or? Uh, the gym was actually my first job. So that was the first yeah, job. Um, Pump and iron. Very uh, nice. Yeah. In year 12. Um, so I was always pretty big into footy. So I was, you know, I was playing club footy, um, like local development footy down at the Eagles and then yeah, nice. um, school footy as well. So footy was my big thing when I was, you know, when I was younger. Went to a national carnival when I was 15 and probably left that thinking, well, I'm not going to go too much further here because I got absolutely <laughs> creamed at yeah, that. Right. Um, yeah, it wasn't a great carnival. Um, but yeah, so I never had a, an after-school job or anything like that because it was footy training four out of the Just, five yeah, nights. pretty much. Playing Saturdays and or Sundays, um, depending on what was happening at the time. So yeah, the gym was sort of my first job. Um, working behind the desk to start with, just had to get the um, certificate to become a PT. Yeah, nice. So I did that while I was there and, um, yeah, spent from, I think, 17 to 21, 22 there while I was at uni. And, um, yeah, Dave he was just a, a friendly bloke that always used to chat to me when uh, when he came to the gym and one thing led to another. And then here we are. Yeah. So the footy, take me back mm. to that. I imagine there's some some parallels between mm. footy and real estate yeah. and some, I guess, structure and discipline. Yeah, You learn through that. Tell yep. me a bit about that. Uh, well, a few people have said, you know, what do you enjoy about real estate? And I think it's, in a way, it's almost the closest thing to, to sport. Like, yeah. 
if you sort of combine or compare the two, um, you know, there's obviously the discipline side of it, accountability side of it, and then of course there's the competitive, you know, the competitive side Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. So um, I don't think I could ever be involved in a job that's just a nine to five rock up and whatever you do is what you do, and yeah, it's not going to change, and you know, your effort won't change your outcome and those types of things. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, definitely, I think footy probably attested to that, and and so did the gym. To be honest, you know, rolling into um, you know, front desk membership sales, and then into you know the actual PT side of it. Um, cool, yeah, I think all that links Connected. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sports, I think, is a very good parallel. I mean, I think especially with high performers, just mm. because I think the best agents are just so highly competitive. Yeah, like obviously, like you know yourself, like we like to win. Yeah, of course. And yeah. Probably at all, you know, we absolutely put everything into it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that hunger is what makes you great. Yeah, and and the I think the you know the want for improvement as well, and you know sort of onto the next one type mentality too. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely um, relates. Yeah, where where do you think you get your drive from? Is it you know do you think growing up you just had it off the you know off the jump, or is it something that you've just built over uh, time? I think I've always been competitive, um, and I think you always kind of there's always someone out there doing something better than you. Um, yeah. Whether that's selling more property, whether it's selling probably in a better way, yeah. running a better office, running a better team, whatever it might be. And I think, you know, you sort of always see that and strive for that. And I've, I've probably always been, been like that in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably sometimes to a, a detriment. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think it's uh, more of a positive than a negative. Yeah. Um, in terms of, especially in terms of career development. As well. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. So real estate, mm. uh, probably like yourself, did some uni and then somehow fell into it. Yep. So you're working at the desk yeah. and old D Ferrari yeah. having a chat with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, how did that all kind of evolve? Um, so he used to, it was funny, he's, um, he's, a, he's an out there guy, Dave. He's a very friendly kind of bloke and, you know, he was always happy fella. to, yeah, he was always happy to have a chat, um, which, was, which was nice because obviously not everyone was happy to chat to a 17-year-old behind the desk. So yeah. um, Dave always gave me the, the time of day, came in his... Um, Two stripe Adidas uh, tracksuit most times, mate. But, <laughs> oh, I love it. Which that gave me a laugh to start with. Um, and he always used to drop his keys behind the desk. That was sort of his uh, his thing. So, you know, we'd have a bit of a laugh about that. And um, I was actually up there, you know, doing a session while he was one time. And he said, oh, what are you doing with yourself? Mm. And, you know, because we'd always chat. And he knew I was at uni and it was probably due to finish. And uh, I said, well, yeah, good question. I'm actually not too sure. Uni's done. And, and now I'm, you know, sort of trolling through Seek and, Nothing's, you know, ticking my boxes. It's like marketing coordinator for some skincare, you know. Yeah. But I remember reading the ad and, you know, entry level of a horrible salary and it's just, yeah, wasn't, you know, wasn't what you wanted or what I wanted. Um, and he said, well, what about real estate? Like, have you given it a bit of a thought? I said, well, no, not at all, to be honest. So that conversation led to a coffee, um, which led to me doing a little bit of, you know, background research on the industry and what it would take to get into it. Yeah, um, right. which as you know is not really too much. No, you know, the barrier to entry is pretty low. Yeah, um, and I reckon within probably a month I was signed up to do the course at the training college. Yeah, right. Um, halfway through that, Dave said, "I've got a you know a few things for you to do if you want to you know, maybe put your foot forward for a, for a job." So sort of unpaid, you know, databasing and administrative administrative work that I could do after hours. Um, so I knocked that out him while I was doing the course and yeah nice um I think yeah a week or two before I finished the course he said yeah come in for a you know proper interview with the, the principal at the office at the time so where was he working uh so that was at Ray White Henley Beach yeah so he yep. was working down there at the time he was, yep, yep he was an agent 
He was an agent? Yeah. yeah nice. Yep. So um, he was fresh off uh, running his own great white business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a few things changed there for him. So um, yeah, he gave us a job there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah and how old were you? I was 22. Shit. So you 20, got in early. 20, nearly 23. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And how old are you now? You're. Oh, I'm 30. 30. So yeah. eight years in the biz. Yeah, eight years now. Yeah. yeah nice. Yeah, yeah right. She's going quick. Yeah. yeah. Now it doesn't, it ages you quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. I found my first grey hair the other day, mate. This is uh, why I didn't. My partner did And that was, yeah. Wait that was you upsetting. Get to 38, mate. There's a <laughs> yeah. few more there. Trust me. A few more coming. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet. Um, so, yeah. So tell me about the first few years. Like, obviously, it's tricky. Did mm. you start as an assistant with Dave or? Yeah. So I started as Dave's associate. Um, so I was there a little under 18 months, actually, with, um, with him at Ray White. And then he made the decision to to open up his own office um, under the Bell Property brand. Yeah, nice. Um, which probably threw me into the, the, not the deep end, but it, it kicked me along a little bit quicker than what I probably would have if we just stayed under that, that brand. Yeah. Um, he sort of said, look, if I'm going to do an office, you know, I need you to come come with me. Mm. Um, and then I probably need you to start writing some money. So, yeah, right. Um, no yeah, pressure? No, no <laughs> pressure. Um, but yeah, within 18 months, sort of went from, you know, an associate um, to starting to lead, you know, to, to become a lead agent, which was a bit quicker than, as I said, I probably would have had we have not made the change. Um, and which probably meant the first couple of years were a bit slower than maybe what they would have been as well. Um, but it also, you know, it, it kicked me along, kicked you, along. you know, and, and made me learn some skills that I needed to mm. learn quicker than what I probably would have. Would you change it if you had your choice? No, nah, it was nah. just good for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you were probably the same. You get into it as an associate and you, your first eyes on that lead agent role. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And I think that's any good associate that I've come across has that, that drive to become a lead agent eventually. Um, yeah. Anyone I've met who sort of says, oh, I'm happy to be a co-agent co forever or, a, you know, an associate forever, I, mm. I, I don't think, you know, probably is going to be a right, the right fit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so for me, I thought, great, you know, I'll just, I'll work a bit harder and, you know, um, that's what we did. You know, the letterbox drop at six o'clock in the morning and, and just, you know, you've probably been there. Yeah. You're cold calling at seven o'clock at night still, um, you know, and that was the first, put the the first couple of years. Yeah, put the head down and, um, yeah, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't change it now. Yeah. And do you love it straight off the bat? Uh no, no, yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't, I didn't hate, I didn't hate it. Like I wasn't sitting there going, oh, I hate this and, and you know, that type of thing. But yeah. I, I think I always had an eye again for what it could be. Like mm. I could see what, you know, the way that Dave got his business at that stage was completely different yeah. you know, to the way that I was getting my business because he'd been in the industry for 15 years. So, yeah. you know, the repeat and the referral and it, I'd, you know, he'd just rock up with three agency agreements and I'd be like, well, yeah, I've just made 300 happen? phone calls and I haven't got one. Yeah. How, you know, how did yeah. you do that? Um, but he was great in, I guess, keeping, you know, keeping my eye on that, that future business that could be there. Um, and now, like, I, I love it now, more now than I certainly ever did. Yeah, right. The way that it works, yeah. Is it the, the, the freedom or what do you love most about it? Definitely the freedom. Um, again, I, I couldn't go to a job where someone, you know, yeah. told you what be to do. Be clock and, in, clock yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. You've got 45 minutes for lunch and if you're not back at your desk, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, that's just... We don't have lunch. Really no, that. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bizarre because yeah. I actually enjoy that more than having a set break. Like, I know. don't have a break from 12 to 1. So like, true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that just wouldn't wouldn't sit well with me. But, um, yeah, the freedom's great. Um, I think that it's for, there's variety. Mm. You know, you might be working on 10 to 15 listings at any one time, which means you've got... 15 different vendors um, yeah. and a heap of different prospective purchases. So, um, yeah, you get a sense of variety. No two days are the same, you know, really, yeah. even if you've got a, 
an open run, which is very similar on a Saturday, you're still meeting different people. Yeah, it's always know? different. And it's always different. So you're going to have different conversations, uh, different outcomes. Yeah. Um, not everyone's great to deal with, as we know, but, you know, that's it does, it in does every... keep things interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's life. So, um, yeah, it's probably a couple of things I like about it. And the fact that you get out what you put in, you know, which is pretty cliche in real estate, but so true, isn't it's it? true. Yeah, 100%. So especially when you're a high performer, because that's what drives yeah, you. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I think, again, you know that, you know, if you make that extra round of calls or whatever it may be uh, to generate that extra bit of business, that you're probably going to be rewarded for it whether that's now or in two to three months, you're yeah. going to get that reward eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The first couple of years, like, are obviously difficult. Mm. Any challenges you found in those first few years? Um, I think it's just, oh, it's probably the, re- the rejection side of things, you know, from a, more from a listing point of view. You know, you, yeah. you sort of, you go into a listing now and maybe unless it's against yourself, maybe you kind of expect to win it. Like yeah, you yeah. go and you go, well, I'm, you know, I'm probably going to win this listing or I should win this listing. Absolutely. Whereas first couple of years, I think you're going, going, oh God, I, I don't think I'm going to win this one. And yeah. I'm going up against an agent who, you know, has potentially been in the industry for 10 years and I've been in it for five minutes. And, yeah. you know, those types of things, um, I think were frustrating, you know, getting opportunities and missing them. Yeah, yeah, You see yeah. the signboard pop up with someone else, you see the REA notification yeah, know, and someone else has listed it. I think that was the most, you know, probably the most challenging thing. Um, and that probably goes back to the sport thing. Like you don't like to lose. Yeah. Um, but Dave was always very good in going, well, first of all, you're not going to get them all. Yep. And second of all, you know, why would you get that? You know, yeah, you've been in the industry for five minutes. This guy's been in it for 10 years. Like yeah. you just have to cop that along the way. Um, and so you obviously, until you start to break through and you become the guy that's been around for 10 years 100%. and got, you know, got the track record. So yeah, that was probably the biggest challenge. And then, you know, keeping the head down on the phones. Yeah. You know, that's, I think any agent would say. Is it big on the phones? on the phones early days I mean, yeah. and still, but in a completely different way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and the things that are available these days, as you would know, like you know, the amount of data that's available these days is much better than when we started. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You it's a, just everywhere. Yeah, that's right. You know, when I remember um, with one of our agents now, Jay, you know, we'd sit there from five till seven, Monday to Thursday, and you'd have a book of, you know, names and numbers, but the names were R. Smith. Yeah. Probably a home number. The wrong number. Yeah. Often wrong. You know, and you'd have to call them to qualify that that was the right person and is this your right address and half mm. of them sold five years ago or didn't live there anymore and yeah, whatever, was... or I'm a tenant and it was just, you know, the way to get data was such a grind. Yeah. Um, and it's very different now, obviously, when you've built that up over the years, but also with what's available. Definitely. You know, definitely makes life a lot yeah. easier. So, so what about, and you obviously, you know, being a director and, you know, seeing a lot of young people come mm. through the business. Uh, what advice do you give to young people kind of getting into the industry in the first couple of years? I think you need to have the foresight to, yeah, to put your head down and understand that the first couple of years will be, will not be amazing. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, you will have small wins along the way, of course, and you need mm. the small wins. Um, I think that's helped by, you know, people that are running the teams and things like that. Like you need to help them with small wins to keep them motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, if, I think if you find someone who, you know, you think you can emulate, you know, find a successful agent and ride with them. You know, success leaves clues. Again, old cliche, but it does. So true, yeah. Um, you know, one thing Dave was always massive on, he said, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, like yeah, real estate is a pretty simple game. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, it's a very complicated game in other ways. Yeah. Um, but the actual, I guess, the numbers of it, the more you do, often the better result you're going to have. Yeah. Um, would probably be the main thing, I think. And yeah. if you want to, get there quicker, do more, more often. Like that's, 
it's just it's it's pretty, simple, isn't it's it? It's pretty simple. Yeah. Like there's no coincidence that you know, agents, not even not in our office, but other agents that I know, you know, if they, you see them working harder, making more yeah. calls, doing more prospecting. No, you know, no coincidence they've got more listings. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's looking for the magic bullet, aren't they? But yeah. I and I was guilty of that. Like yeah. you, you kind of come into it thinking, well, hang on, surely there's a better way or a quicker yeah. way or, you know, a shortcut. Um, yeah. And not even because you're lazy, but a shortcut because you just want to be there faster yeah. than you, you probably should be or can be. Yeah. Um, and that was probably another frustration as well. Like, especially once you start to get on a bit of a roll, you're kind of like, well, I'm at, you know, 30, 40 sales this year. Why aren't I at 100? Like, yeah. that guy is. Why can't I, you know, why aren't get they? to that? So, um, and then I think when you get to that level, then you realize why you weren't yeah. at that level. You know, you weren't running a team or your structure sucked or your yeah. dialogue was rubbish and, you know, yeah. Whatever it might be. There's so, a lot to it, isn't it? There's a lot to it. Um, but I think if you keep it simple when you start, um, you know, and sort of stay in your lane with regard to, you know, what your your role is, which is often a prospector slash associate. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Tick that box first. You know, you'll learn a lot along the way as, as long as you've got the right environment and, you know, you're with the right team. Definitely. Yeah. So how, like in terms of when you started and obviously you got thrown in the deep end pretty quickly, how mm. long did it take before you started getting that kind of momentum? Because I know that first, you know, period can be frustrating yeah it happen quickly or uh, i'd say probably year two like as in out on my own as a sole agent is probably when it started to, to tick over and you actually started getting the phone calls coming in yeah that's nice yeah. um and again that was based on the amount of you know prospecting i was putting out there um into the suburb probably much like you know what you did as well yeah um, once the phone starts to ring once the referrals start to to happen mm. um and they're things that can't really happen until you've got some results yeah. So if, you, if you've got no results, no one's confident to refer you. Um, if you can't portray to the market that you're doing a good job or that you're being successful, it's, again, you know, you're not going to get the phone calls. Yeah, um, yeah. But once you've done that, um, I think that's, yeah, year, year two, probably halfway through year two is when that started to turn and, mm. um, you know, the volume increased. Um, and then once you, you know, activity breeds activity. So yeah. once you're active, then it's like, oh, okay, this guy's around. Um, you it's know, just a, yeah, this rolls it, on from yeah, there. Yeah, and it's steady growth. And I think there's always like time in the game is a thing. Like, you know, whilst you can make things happen quicker, time in the game is still it's a big thing. Yeah. A big thing. You know, um, again, that's why a lot of the more senior agents, like their prospecting would look nothing like what a, you know, what an early agent would look like or a new agent would look like. Yeah. Like the repeat business, the referral business, the track record is what? It's just a different business. Yeah. You know, so my, my business is, completely different to the guy that's in our office in his first year you know, mm. as a solo agent, you know, it's just yeah. a completely different business. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know how you found it, but I feel like it's got so much harder to get established as an mm. agent. Maybe it's because, you know, back when I started a hundred years ago, <laughs> it was kind of like these older established agents, yep. but they're a bit lazy. Yeah. And then there was these young hungry agents yep. like us, but we're a bit inexperienced. hundred percent. And we could get traction and momentum because we were just hungry. Yep. Um, but now it's kind of like the world shifted. Yep. The older agents are getting moved out pretty quickly. Yeah. And what you're getting is these kind of super breeds of like yourself who are young, experienced, but mega hungry. Yeah. So yep. for an agent to start out and they're going up against you, you really don't have an angle. Yeah. It's yeah. harder because, yeah. you know, you've got the experience plus you're ferociously hungry and a competitor. Yep. It's like far out, like not easy. I agree with that. And I, you know, I had a, like Glenelg North where obviously I do a lot of my work. I, there were a couple of established agents when I, when I started, um, 
and again, Dave was always banging on about they're not, you know, they're not letterbox dropping at six in the morning, yeah. not calling at six at night. Um, and, you know, that became very evident quite early. Um, and it was obvious that the way I was going to get around those people was, was just work ethic. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, speed and urgency of information and those types of things. Like back in the day, I would win a listing because it took me three hours to get them a proposal. Yeah. It took the other agent two days. Yeah. You know, and whether that's a complacency thing, whether they were too busy at mm. the time, I don't know what it was, but it didn't matter to that particular client. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're saying now is the difference is back then I might've been doing two or three deals a month, you know, we're now doing 10 to 15 deals a month, mm. but that speed is still the same. Still the same. Yeah. And that's got, why, like yeah. you're saying, like it is difficult to crack in as a, as a new agent. Yeah. And I think that's probably one reason teams are, are, so are established now and yeah. people stay in teams longer, um, you know, because yeah, it's tough. Like it's a yeah. tough gig. Yeah. 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 So true, isn't it? Mm. It's on a lighter note, mate. Like mm. you're kind of, you're in real estate, you're in your yep. early twenties, you're a yep. good looking fella. Um, <laughs> You know, are you out there enjoying, you know, being young and probably maybe single at the time or what's yeah. your... No, I, I did. I, um, look, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a really good, I've got a really good family to start with, um, but also a really good group of mates um, and a good group of mates in the way that we're all pretty driven with what we do. Yeah, that's great. Um, and when I was younger, you know, they early to mid twenties, a lot of them, it was actually, it was sport. You know, a mm. few mates who went and played AFL footy um, or were playing at least SNFL footy, um, which are... You know, big commitments. Massive, um, yeah. And that sort of turns them away from the, the going out on Friday and Saturday nights and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of my other really good mates, like my best mates, you know, they were quite into their careers as well. Um, so that, that always helps. Definitely helps. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I was, I was spending time with people who were sort of on the same, the same path. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, sure, you'd, you'd let loose, you know, from, from time to time. And yeah, I think you have to, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I had, a, I had a wedding over the weekend. It was my best mate's wedding and, you know, that was, that was awesome. And, you, you know, you, you have a great few nights, few days. And, yeah. Um, but then, you, you know, you rock up on Monday and, you, you know, you're back into it. Like, you, you know, that's probably where I get my balance, I yeah. think. Um, he's still having a really healthy social life. But it's a social life that's not detrimental to, Correct. You know, to yeah. what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's probably always been like that, to be completely honest. Um, and a lot of that goes to, you know, the group of mates, but also family that, you know, that I spend my time with. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, I mean, the circle of people you hang around with, as we all know, is so critical. But, um, but yeah, that's good that, you know, obviously having mates that are super driven yeah. is, is awesome because then you uplift each other and you're all pushing in the same direction. Absolutely. And, and, and now we're 30 that, you know, for most of them, it comes with, with marriage and kids. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not at that stage yet, but... Um, <laughs> Wait for it, mate. Yeah, that's right. And that'll be in a whole, new, whole other thing to, uh, to balance. But um, yeah, now a lot of them are down that path. So, you know, it's never sort of been a, a period of my life where, yeah, as I said, the social side of it has gotten in the way of, of real estate um, just because of who I've yeah, spent my time with, I think. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. So what does the weekly structure look like for you now? Like, how does that uh, all look? So we're Monday to Saturday. Um, I do my best to avoid Sundays. Yep. Um, I think we've, yeah, we've spoken about that before as well. Um, I just find that's the best balance for, well, some people wouldn't probably call six out of seven days balance, but um, that's how I feel my business operates best and probably how I feel I operate best. Yeah. Um, so I had a period of time where I would work Sundays. Yeah. Um, and then everyone would be like, oh, so you get Monday off. It's like, well, no, it doesn't, well, no, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's probably one of the busier days, obviously, with, you know, your weekend follow-ups and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a Monday to Saturday um, for us. Um, you know, team of 
team of effectively four, so myself, two associates, and then an admin person, um, which I guess balances the workload. Yeah. Um, and and has our team running pretty efficiently. Um, the you know the associates have been you know both with me for over two years now. Um, yeah, that's which great. Is really solid. I've never had that. You know, that's the that's first brilliant. time I've had a you know, really solid run with with two people. Um, and then the admin person is a, a, bit, a bit of a newer addition. Um, you know, she was doing admin for the office, uh, but now I've just sort of split the role a little bit. And yeah, great. Working predominantly for my team. So again, that's taken all of that background stuff away from away from myself and the two associates and allowed us to focus on, you know, servicing the client and, yeah, you know, great. and obviously finding more business as well. Yeah. So in the office early? Uh, yeah, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. Is sort of for me um, is when I, when I get in. Um, you know, I'm either... Usually I try to do something active in the morning, whether it's gym or, or a run or, yeah, or even really. a walk, whatever it might be. Um, trying to learn how to play golf, mate, at the moment as well. Oh, to, yeah. How's that you know? going? Uh, yeah. Uh, probably harder than real estate, to be honest. <laughs> I'd say a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and frustrating. Um, but, you know, again, that's um, a, a bit of balance, I guess, there as well. Which Absolutely. Has been, which has been nice. Um, but, yeah, in about 8 o'clock um, for for what we do and um yeah we find that to be pretty good and then hustle on the phones yeah so we're finding obviously vendor you know vendors and purchases or you know offers that you're dealing with comes comes sort of first for for us in in the mornings yep. um i do try to to segregate the day you know am's in and pm's out and yeah you know, a lot of agents sort of try to operate that way it doesn't always work um obviously but um that's sort of the the plan uh if you can get your appointments done afternoon onwards um, and then, yeah, on the phones, mate, it's, again, the business has changed from myself and trying to find people to speak to, to, you know, to following up people that I have relationships with, yeah, nurturing those relationships, um, obviously following up on listing presentations and appraisals and things like that. That's where most of my time is on the phone. Um, and then obviously vendors, you know, your vendors, if you're running 15, yeah. 15 listings at one time, it's a few, few it's phone a calls straight off the bat. Um, and, you know, most of them are getting spoken to every single day. Um, you know, because there's usually an update, you know, every Something single day, isn't there? Yeah, especially yeah, in this market. So, yeah, cool. um, you know, the, the day goes pretty quick once you put those calls into it, you know, a couple of either appraisals or listing appointments. Um, Do you try to finish at a certain time or? Uh, not necessarily, no. It'll, no, no I, I'm, again, I'm, you know, I don't have kids. So I'm, you know, so I'm, well, I won't say I'm lucky in that way, but that allows me a freedom to, more, to yeah. do what I need to do. So if there's a seven o'clock appraisal, then you'll be there. Then that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I reckon the only time I'm really probably strict on my time is a, is a Sunday. You know, yeah. I just need that, that day. Disconnect. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, need that day where you can sort of differentiate the weeks, um, yeah. you know, but be able to, yeah, get up on a Sunday knowing how I've got the day, I can do what I need to do, um, you know, enjoy the day off. Yeah. You know, whatever that may be. Um, and then get ready again for, you know, for Monday. Yeah, recharge yeah. again. Yeah. So... Glenelg North mm. is, you know, renamed Reese Country now. <laughs> it is, uh, we just don't even bother going into Glenelg North now. It's not, not, not worth well, it. There's a couple of boards, mate. Watch it. <laughs> um, but you've done an incredible job to just dominate that area. Mm. Um, I guess, you know, and we're competitive, so we won't get into the you know, nitty gritty, but mm. uh, I guess, how has your business evolved? Do you just really focus locally? Or if you get business outside of your areas, the coast, we take that on or mm. how does that, has your database evolved over time? Um, oh, look, the Glenelg North thing, again, I was, I was lucky with the advice I got from Dave and Dave said, you need to focus on, on a BDA. Yeah. We'll call them everything, farm areas or what, you know, business development, development area we refer to them as. Um, 
and that was something he was big on. And even at the college, they were always big on you should pick an area and yeah. you should focus on that area and become the the guy in that in that area or the person in that area. And I, I clearly I took that quite you know quite literally, and it made, it made sense to me. Like it made sense that if you can service, you know, in Glendale North's case, three and a half thousand homes. Yeah. You know, if you can service that, there's 180 ish transactions every single year there. Yeah. You know, if you can try to get even 20% of that. No brainer. Not a bad start. Yeah. Um, not to mention that obviously people in that area will then own investment properties. They will also know other people who own properties and that type of thing. And it kind of yeah. snowballs from there. Um, you know, punching out one market report for one suburb and distributing it 3,000 times is a lot easier than punching out, say, 20 different market reports for 20 different, All different places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even from an efficiency point of view, it's just, it just made sense to me um, at the time. And, yeah, we just, we just ran with that. So yeah. then you start to get the runs on the board and, you know, people see you at, at five different opens in one day because you've got five similar listings in that one suburb. Mm. And, you know, some of those people are homeowners and, um, you do become the, the sort of the local, you know, the local person. The guy, so, yeah. Um, it was just, yeah, it's just providing information is really where that sort of started. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of, you know, snowballed from there. Yeah. And we're talking off the podcast just mm. about how specialised and localised mm. real estate is yeah. now. Like if you're not in, you know, a suburb over, you're all of a sudden not a local agent yeah. anymore. It's yeah. just like, it's just craziness. Um, yeah. But that's kind of the world now. People want a hyper, hyper specialised local agent. Yep. Um, which I guess, you know, that's where someone like yourself mm. has really been able to just to, to, to hone in and yep. just dominate. And then I think as well, like what I found is there's just so much transparency now. Yep. Back 10 years ago, 12 years ago is when I started, I might have been able to go into an area where there was an active agent and they weren't as aware. No. Now I feel not. like people just know who agents are in their yep. core areas. So if you're not that person, just the energy doesn't feel right in an appointment. Correct. And, and realestate.com hurried that process along with what they provide now. Yeah. You know, in terms of you can literally go and pop your suburb in and it will list Top who agents, the best agents yeah. are. Um, and that's probably, what, the last three years, I'd say? Yeah. Maybe a little bit longer that they've actually had that. It's pretty, yeah, had that in there. Um, which for someone like myself, England or North was great. Yeah. It was really, really good. Um, you know, reviews is another thing that obviously they, again, never used to dabble in because you had your rate my agents and all that stuff. That yeah. Thing. Now all of a sudden, you know, REA being the monster platform that it is, yeah. um, you know, they've now brought that in and that counts towards your ranking and that type of thing. So anyone at any time can jump onto realestate.com and just find out exactly, you know, what, what's going on. Yeah. And in, who's in the their person area. Yeah. they should be speaking to. Yeah. hundred percent. So you can't have an agent go in there and go, I'm the local specialist yeah. because they log oh, on. Well, and where are you? Yeah. Sold one. Yeah. That, you know, and the other guy sold 50. It's like, it doesn't really. It's just not going to work. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that has definitely hurried that, you know, hurried that process along, you know, yeah. for sure with the information that's out there um, online. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Super cool. Mm. Um, so talk to me about starting a team, mm. uh, you know, leadership. It's fucking hard. Yeah. Like I tell you yeah. what, like it's, Real estate is one thing, but yeah. leadership and actually building a great team, I think that is where agents struggle to get yeah. to that next level. Agreed. Um, how did it evolve for you? I probably, my first associate, I probably put on too early, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was probably an ambitious thing and not too early in terms of business and the business that was coming in, but too early in regards to where I was at, you know, in leadership. Um, and I just put someone on and expected that they would be a, a, a calm and copy of me. Work the yeah. hours I work, 
do the numbers I do. And if you don't, well, that's not good enough. And yeah, sort of see you later. So yeah. needless to say, the first associate didn't quite work out for me. Um, and that was a really good learning curve. Um, and in hindsight, wasn't the right person anyway, like no longer in the industry and wasn't, you know, very soon after yeah. um, they uh, yeah, sort of left after we left them. But um, that was a, yeah, that was a learning curve. Um, and that's something that I have definitely developed over the last, you know, few years especially. Yeah. But understanding that everyone is a little bit different and what drives person A may not drive person B or what drives yourself may not drive that person or, yeah. you know, what you're good at they may not be and what you're not so good at, they actually might be really good at it. Yeah. So um, I think I've found a nice balance now. You know, I think our, our team complements each other. We've all got our own set of skills. Um, and from a leadership point of view, it's just, I think it's always been just putting your head down mm. you know, and, and doing it. Like if they see you in your office making the calls, yeah. you're the lead agent, yeah. you're the one actually getting the call-ins, Yeah. well, they've got no choice. They've got to go and put the, they go absolutely. And the calls. Absolutely, yeah. You know? I mean, I say to my guys, like, Leadership is one of the things, it's just so complicated, uh, yeah. complex, I should say. But the one thing I think that is most important is mm-hmm. you need to be able to get people on your ship yep. or your train, whatever you call it. Definitely. And the one thing that will get them to do that, if they see you doing it yep. and you work harder than them yeah. and you're leading from the front, they will, they will 100% get on your train. Definitely. As soon as they see you getting in the office late, yep. you, know, you know, doing the wrong things, it's so easy for them to be off that train pretty quickly. Yep. And then they don't believe that they're going in the right direction. Correct. And that's where you see agents just, you know, leave the team. That's right. And I think a lot of agents, maybe not so much anymore, but especially early days, they would put an associate on and that's their ticket to get to the office at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Leave at four o'clock. Yeah. Just go and play golf early, whatever it is, right? (laughs) Um, And that's where the wheels do. They they completely fall off. Um, Whereas if they see you there at six o'clock at night, you know, on the phone or putting a proposal together or whatever you're doing, um, or like my whole team's got access to my calendar, you know, mm. so like they know where I am right now. They know I'm not sleeping in yeah. because it's nine o'clock and I'm not in the office. Like yeah. they know where I am, What's happening? you know, and last night I had open still 6.30. They knew that I was at open still 6.30. So I'm not physically there, but they know what exactly I'm doing. And I'm not on, sitting yeah. on, you know, on the couch at home and having an early dinner like I'm yeah. not working, you know. So I think, again, if you build that transparency and that, mm. that trust within your team, um, it's, it is about leading from the front. And then the, the personality side of it and how you get the best out of those people, I mean, that's a whole nother, yeah, it's a whole nother ball game. You know, is it financial? Is it a pat on the back? Is it a, yeah. you know, what is it that actually drives those people? Um, I think that's really important. Is it career progression? You know, what is it mm. um, that, that you know, keeps those guys ticking? That's the, you know, that's the important thing from that side of it. Yeah. Um, but I think first and foremost, if you lead, you know, by doing what you want them to do, 100%. Or what you expect, then you know naturally they they follow, and if they don't, then they're probably not you know the right not fit. quite the right fit. Yeah. Well, what's the hardest? What have you found the hardest thing about being a leader and growing a team? I think honestly, accepting that other people aren't you, like, yeah. and and rightly and wrongly, like you know, um, there's like a couple of my associates, they're like they're not the same person I am, yeah. which is it's a good is a good thing. Personality-wise, or more so in terms of how they work, both. Yeah, to be okay. honest, yeah. Um, you know, I'm I am quite matter of fact and direct, and yeah, you know, this is how it is, and you know, and then I think having a different set of eyes on on your whole business is a good thing, mm. um, because you will miss things if you are that sort of down the line and direct, and maybe got the blinkers on a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think the most challenging thing is accepting people's you know different workflows, and as I said, what drives them, you know, what what drives 
person A, I'd be like, what, what, why does that excite you? Like, that doesn't, yeah, that's yeah. not interesting for me. But that's not for me to decide, right? That's for yeah. me to help them. You're a you motivator. Know. You're a, yeah, that's, right. that's your job. Yeah. 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 So I need to harness that. And, and that is what it is. That's probably been the toughest thing is sort of, yeah, adjusting the different styles and, and personalities. And that's in my immediate team. And then yeah, yeah. even more so with the whole office. Like, that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I agree. That was one of the things I struggled with mm. um, because especially when I started, I was like absolutely all in, like, yeah. you know, you know, burning the bridges type of yeah. attitude. And I guess someone told me once, which I always stuck in my mind, they said, don't expect people to work like you if they're not getting paid like you. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of was a light bulb moment of thinking, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. why should that person be, you know, working till eight, nine o'clock at night, yeah. you know? I mean, obviously, you've got to work hard in real estate, but my yeah. expectations were just way over the top. As were mine, yeah. yeah. So you learn over time. It's a long game. Yeah. And, yeah, if you want the best out of people, you need to make sure you give them that yeah. trust and time. And, and if you unlock their motivator, they'll do that anyway. Yeah. Right? Like, naturally, if you can help them understand that maybe working till 8 o'clock at night is what will get you to become a lead agent faster or will get you to your yeah, they want your, that. your bonus structure or your, you know, your commission goal or your sales goal sooner, then that's how you have to come at it. Not come mm. at it, we'll do it because I do it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not the way. Um, and I've, yeah, that's definitely been a big change and definitely wants to help keep our team together mm. um, and, you know, providing them with a, a plan for what they're doing and, you know, hopefully for their future as well, as well as mine. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. So what's your kind of progression been like? Like in terms of how many sales you're doing a year now? Uh, we're up, up around 150 now. Yeah, so yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so big numbers. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just want to keep growing or what's the kind of... Uh, gro- I mean, growth is always, you know, in the back of the minds, um, but it, it's probably a slight change of focus into growth in our structures and the way we do mm. things has become, you know, one of the bigger things I think now. It was always the goal of, you know, 100 sales and then you get mm. there and you go, well, maybe 150 is achievable yeah. and, and, and it was and is. And, um, but that hasn't come necessarily because we're doing more. It's because we're doing things better. Yeah, so um, true. You know, when you've got a team... There's obviously more hours in the day than when you're on your own, but there's still only so many hours in the day. Yeah. They can only make so many calls. You can only do so many appointments. Mm. You only have so much attention to vendors. Like there is a limit. Yeah. Um, So I think what we've found is that by having better structures, you know, being a bit more time efficient, being better with our time, that's what will help us grow. And naturally out of that, I think we'll do more deals Definitely. because of it. Not necessarily just making an extra hour of phone calls a day or or anything Mm. like that. I think that our business has now transitioned into a different phase, if you like, yeah, yeah. Um, and providing that service so that people do come back or, yeah. or they do refer much easier than jumping on the phone and making another hundred calls. So, um, so yeah, growth is, is the goal still, um, but it's growth in a different way, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, from within our team and obviously then it's growing the office. Yeah, definitely. Again, from a, you know, taking people from an associate to a lead agent yeah, and, and, and those types of things is the, is the key. Yeah, definitely. Us, the goal for us, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 150, so like that is massive and that takes a lot of energy, focus, mm. commitment. Yeah. Um, what do you find is the hardest about being, you know, outside of the team side of stuff, being a high performer? Probably the client expectation these days. And again, you've probably found this in the you know 10 or so years you've been in it. Like it's gone from, you know, there's an expectation there. So some expectations are off the chart. Yeah. Like, you know, and you would get, you would be the same. You sit, you're, you're sitting there at night eating your dinner and often at eight o'clock potentially. And yeah, you know, your phone's still buzzing, whether it's texts, calls, emails, and that expectation of service, I think from, from the general, you know, market 
is pretty huge. Yeah. Um, and I, it's getting more so. Like it's not dropping off. It's no. becoming more. And we're so available um, as well, which is the... We, and it's probably partly our fault, right? Like, mm. you know, I'll reply to that message at nine o'clock at night. Like, yeah, I just will because I feel almost guilty if I don't. Mm. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, you are dealing with someone's, you know, largest asset often and it's a stressful time. Yeah. Um, and we're sort of there to try to take that, you know, that stress away. So, you know, an unanswered text message, you know, to us might not seem like a big thing and we think, oh, it's nine o'clock. That's a bit rough. But yeah. realistically, they then go to bed sleeping on that and wake up stressing about it. So, yeah. You know, the availability thing. So, yeah, always being on is probably one thing that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a struggle, but sometimes you think like... It's relentless. You know, yeah, it is, it, is. it is relentless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially like the vendor side of things, absolutely, as yeah. well, because I think they need you there as the support. And they're your client, right? And like, at the end of the day. You're working yeah. for them. Yeah. The buyers, and obviously when you're doing that many deals, it's yeah. like the inquiry is just insane. Yeah. Some bloke called me at 9.30 the other night yep. um, and was like calling me, leaving a message as if like it was like 12 in the afternoon. Yep. I was like, mate, like, anyway, I like to just, uh, I get up at 4.30, so yep. I like to just give him a call back then yeah. just to see how he feels about, you know. Yep. But it's just like, either, it's yeah. just like, yeah, people just like with real estate, it's just, there's no off. Like they just think, yep. oh yeah, we can call you anytime, you yep. know, any moment. So. Yep. It is a bit intense in that yeah, sense. It is. And I've got mates who run, you know, very successful, you know, trades businesses and they wouldn't dream of even looking at a phone call. Yeah. Probably at six o'clock, let alone at nine o'clock. Yeah, correct. Um, but also the the expectation of the client is so much different. Mm. You know, like it's like a, a tradie, for example, they'll go, oh, that tradie gets back to me. That's amazing. Yeah. Like at so all. true. Not, not within five minutes. Within two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and if he turns up to his appointment, then that's even better. Like yeah. if he says he's going to be here at 10 o'clock and he gets here between 10 and 11 on the day that he Magic, said, it's like, yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> Whereas like a real estate agent, it's like, you didn't reply to my email within five minutes. So I then text you. You didn't reply to that within five minutes. So I then called you and it took you half an hour to get back to me. Like you're almost like the bad guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, if, if I, you know, if you just missed an appointment with somebody, like mm. a listing presentation. You, you would never get the opportunity to pitch for that business again. Yeah. It'd be like, well, you're unreliable and exactly. I'm not even going to. That's it. The expectation is so different, I think, on an agent, which again is partially probably built by us, I think, mm. as in, you know, the better agents in the, um, in the industry probably do. They, we provide that service. Like we provide pretty instant communication and yeah. we will reply at nine o'clock at night potentially or, or early in the morning or whatever it might be. So then the expectation becomes that that's what, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, because like I, I've been a buyer too, as you have, and I know that there's other agents that aren't doing that. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, so what that means is that, you know, the client is getting very different service levels. So, mm. you know, in our area, you know, where we operate, there's some good agents, right? Like some really good agents. So they're probably used to getting that level of service from almost everyone. So if you're not providing it, yeah, someone else you will. go to the bottom of the shopping list pretty quick and yeah. like I said, someone else will provide it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So like with high performance as well, like I feel one of the challenges I think is you cannot be, like you said, off your game. Like five percent off is really difficult. Yep. Um, especially like, you know, and we were doing a podcast, was it nine in the morning? We've probably yeah. got forty five calls yeah. to get back to it's like the anxiety around that happening. Yeah. You know, how have you found it? Have you had any uh I, mean, I guess over the last few years I've personally had to deal with the passing of Angelo mm. and that's been really difficult because you've got such an intense personal adversity mm. dealing with. But then you know how it is. It just you have to keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, have you had any adversity or kind of that you where you've tried to have to manage your personal life and your business life? I mean, there's always yeah, there's always a personal life side of it. I mean, I, I again, I I am lucky. Like I I do have a pretty easy personal life. Um, yeah. You know, I haven't had anything like that 
you know happened to me in recent recent you know, very recent years. Mm. Um, and I think if it if those things do happen around you, um, work, I mean, work can almost be a good thing, right? Like it does True. take it away, take you away from that. Otherwise, mm. you know, what do you do? Like you just sit around and yeah. think about it. And yeah, you need a if it's something like that, you need a, a grieving period and all of those other things. But first and foremost, I think having a job that demands a lot from you and having a structure that demands a lot from you does mm. also keep you moving forward. True. You know, so if there is anything ever that maybe is, you know, on the personal side of things, it's sort of, I guess, taking my energy or taking my attention and, and focus. Um, you know, having 15 vendors that want to speak to you is a pretty good yeah. way to, to, know, to keep get back focus, on track. Which is true. Yeah, that's um, how I just... Yeah. And you could probably take that in a few different ways, I guess. But I, I mm. again, I see it as a, as a positive. Um, mm. But again, as we touched on at the start, like, as an agent, one of the, like we got flexibility. Like mm. you're not tied to your desk from nine to five. You know, you're not being told what to do at every at every turn. So yeah, you know, if you need a couple of hours here and there, like yeah. you can do it. You know, or if you've got your phone with you, you know, you don't have to be sitting in your four by four room. And you know, just because you're not there doesn't mean you're not doing anything, right? True. Your, your car is your office these days, and you know. Probably part of your house is your office, you yeah. know, as it is for me. Or no, wait till you have a baby, mate. That yeah. changes pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> I haven't had to have that battle yet. But, yeah. um, you know, all those little bits and pieces. So there is a flexibility there. And, you know, people talk about balance all the time. But you know, my balance would probably sound wrong to a lot of people, not yourself, but to a lot of other people. Like my balance is, you know, being on the laptop while I'm watching Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that is my that that's my balance. Like, yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Yeah, like, but I don't need to sit at work until nine o'clock at night to do that. I'll take that home. I have, you know, my partner's completely cool with that. You know, we're watching Netflix. I've got one eye on that, and I'm and you're there popping off an email or a proposal or whatever it is. But I'm still there, like you know. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So, how do you find that in terms of the um, again high performance uh, business owner mm. takes a lot of your time? Mm-hmm. And energy. Yep. How do you kind of balance that with your partner trying to give her, obviously, what you know as a relationship needs? Mm. Um, again, like 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 with that example, I think a lot of people wouldn't classify that as balance, but but I I, I do. Yeah. You know? So I, and I think that's how I do it. Like I I wouldn't sit in the office until nine nine thirty at night because I, there's no need for that these days. Mm. Like you um if you're not mobile, then you. You know, you're probably not going to be doing too well in a year or two anyway. Yeah, but, true. Um, you know, being able to go, you know, well, I can actually still go home and eat dinner with mm. with her, um, whether that's at six or seven thirty. But you know, still, um, we can go for that walk after dinner, and then I can plug back in and and do what I need to do. You know, yeah. whilst we are watching TV or or whatever it is that we're doing. So, um, at the moment, that's how I balance it. And I understand that you know, if there was a, a kid involved or something like that, it's probably not that easy. Slightly changed, yeah. mate. But <laughs> yeah, but but that's how you know that's sort of how that balance is is kept in my in my yeah. world at the moment, which is great. And which it sounds like your partner is very supportive because I yeah. think it takes a, a very supportive partner it to does. understand the world we're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, the good thing is my you know my partner doesn't know me not in real estate, so it's not as I went from does help. having yeah. all of this available time to having no time. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, didn't change like that. Like how I am now is how she knows me, yeah. um, which is a good thing, I think. Um, but then also, you know, like that, that, that time on a Sunday or on a Saturday afternoon, once you have finished your opens or, you know, on a Friday afternoon, Friday evening, you might get to sneak away a little bit early on a Friday. Yeah. yeah you know, not yeah. many people want to see you at four or five o'clock on a Friday. So, you know, provided you're sort of on top of it, everything, you, you sneak off a bit early and you, you know, you make sure you go out for that dinner or you make sure you go for yeah, the, yeah. the walk or go see the movie or what, you know, whatever it is you, you sort of want to do. Um, 
yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. And that obviously anything else you do for energy, you're kind of sauna man, ice bath man. No, I'm not. I, it's funny. <laughs> I was, I've been I've been watching more and more about the uh, the cold plunge stuff, but I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. But um, no, look, I mean, you know, gym for me, um, bit of running here and there to keep you know, aerobically fit where I can. Um, eating healthy, you know, yeah, is is important. You know, and just staying staying generally in shape. I think is sort of for me, you know how I keep energy, I guess, and keep feeling good. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen mates and I've seen a lot of people who will get busy and all of a sudden you don't see them for a few months and you catch back up and they've chucked on five, five, <laughs> six kilos and you're like, okay. Um, yeah. You know, but again, for that, like you, you need to keep a, a structure, you need to keep a discipline and, mm. you know, if you want to have both, it's a, it is definitely a balancing act. But, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, to me about wealth creation. I think mm. in real estate, real estate agents have been in historically pretty bad with money. And, yep. You know, they like they start writing good fees. Mm-hmm. You know, start buying fancy cars, <laughs> watches, and you know maybe thinking it's going to last forever. Yeah, and then probably don't put a real focus on the wealth side of things. Yeah, anything you do or you've kind of been conscious of to make sure you. Yeah, to be honest, I've actually always been pretty good with saving. Like that's always been a. I don't know, something that I've done from a young age, yeah. um, which has held me in, in good stead. Um, and I've, I also always have a bit of a view of, you know, like you just said, like it might not actually last forever. And in real mm. estate, you're not, although if you do a certain, you know, pattern of behaviors and certain volume of work, you can probably expect this is going to be the outcome. Yeah. You're actually never guaranteed that outcome. Like no one tells us that this is how much money you're going to earn this year, regardless of how well you do or if you show up or if you don't, this mm. is your, this is your salary. Like, yeah. which is again, I think is actually a good thing, but, um, you know, there is not that guarantee. So I think because of that, I always probably step a little bit below, I'd say, you know, my means. Yeah. Which is, um, that's a good pickup. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just something I've naturally done. And I don't know, maybe that was mum and dad that instilled that in me possibly. Mm. Um, but yeah, from a, I guess, yeah, wealth creation point of view, it, it is to the point as you get older, you, you go, well, how can I, and maybe capitalize on some good years in mm. real estate and without actually having them work more hours and that type of thing. Um, yeah. So for me, I, like I've partnered with a, a guy who, who runs a finance firm and, um, you know, have done some stuff with, with him and I'm you know, looking to sort of the, the development side of things and, and the investing side of things and you know, where can the money maybe go that's a bit more beneficial than either in your bank account, you know, doing not a lot or um, yeah, on an upgraded car or, whatever it might be yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as much as that'll, you know, that'd be nice. But, um, yeah, I didn't see what you were driving out there, mate. Do you oh, shiny just a, just number? No, nah, just a modest, <laughs> just a modest vehicle, mate, for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, talk to me, like, uh, what does the future hold? Like in terms of inside, outside of real estate, mm-hmm. you know, what does it look like? Uh, look, I mean, real estate wise, you know, there is a big focus on the business as a whole now, rather than just having the blinkers on in, in my little team. Um, you know, we've recently opened the Henley beach office, um, yeah. Dave and myself, and we've obviously got Jay down there as a, as a lead agent, which is great. Um, but you know, that needs to grow. Um, yeah. the Glenelg business is, is going okay. It's going nicely, but there's always room for room for improvement and, and growth there as well. So, um, that's the, I guess, probably the macro goal you know, in, into the future and having sales associates come out and be, be lead agents is probably how we'd like to do that. Recruiting's nice, but we've discussed it before off, yeah, off, yeah. off podcast that, uh, you know, it's a difficult thing to do and there's probably only a select few people that you'd actually want in your business. Um, 
and those people are hard to move out of where they are because they're doing well. Why would you move when you're doing well? It all makes sense. Um, so yeah, the growth of the office probably internally as much as much as anything, um, both offices, um, and just keeping our team humming along and you know improving each day on on the structures and on what we do, you know, yeah, service yeah. to clients and that type of thing. There's always something you can do. There's always something a little bit better, um, you know. And sometimes it takes a mistake to figure out what that is. Truth. Yep. Um, yeah, just gradual improvement, you know, for us as a as a business overall is 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 what we're looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, last question. Mm. Um, you go back to the little Reese sitting on the the desk at the the gym. Yeah. And you go all the way back, and knowing what you know now, what do you what advice do you give him? Um, I think if if we're talking real estate, I I think it would be you know a little bit of what I said at the start. It would be. You know, trust trust the process. Um, but yeah, find somebody. Um, and I was lucky enough to find Dave, but find somebody who's sort of who's done it, um, or is doing it, and you can sort of follow them, emulate them. Yeah. Um, as he has always said, don't reinvent the wheel. You know, yeah, improve things absolutely. Yeah. But the core foundation of I think what you need to do in real estate is is there. It's it's quite obvious. You yeah. Know, once you're in it for even a short period of time, um, and yeah, just stay the course. Stay the course, and you'll you'll get out what you put in. Yeah, um, you know the career is rewarding, as you as you know. Um, but it's hard work to get there, and that's why the the turnover rate is so high, right? Like, yeah, you know, you see a lot of people come in to to the industry, and almost just as many go out. Yeah, like, you know, there's not a lot that stick around for a long time. So, um, yeah, to be, I think, stay the course, trust the process, and yeah, you know, put your head down, do the work, and. The results will come. Yeah, yeah. great advice. Mm. Well, mate, this has been absolutely awesome. You are crushing it at the moment. Thank and you, uh, yeah, super excited to see what's ahead for you and the crew down there. Uh, looking forward to many more years fighting it out. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I get a few more wins on the board. Um, but, mate, it's been awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on Driven. I appreciate your time, mate. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, mate. Cheers.